It's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's Table. Now, here's our teacher, Ruth Christian. Hello, precious sisters. Well, we're going to continue on in chapter 5, and John continues with the theme of assurance based on the confidence we have in Jesus. It's one thing to know that Jesus is God and that we're God's children, but what about the needs and the problems of daily life? Jesus helped people when he was still here on earth. Does he still help them? Earthly fathers take care of their children. Does the heavenly father respond when his children call on him? Let's get into our study for today and find out. Let's first look at verses 14 and 15 of chapter 5. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. John has developed the idea of confidence in Christ throughout this letter. John said we can have confidence as we await the judgment. We had that in chapter 2 and chapter 4. When we know we have fellowship and sonship, we will have this confidence. In the previous verse, chapter 5, verse 13, he wrote, To you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. Now, for those who know they have eternal life, John relates the idea of confidence in him for prayer. Confidence means freedom of speech. Here. I think that's interesting. We come to the Father freely and tell him our needs because we have sonship and fellowship. So John says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Right in those words, we learn three important truths for prayer. First, God would have us ask in prayer. Much prayer fails because it's never really asking for anything. God is a loving God and a generous giver. He wants us to ask of him. Second, God would have us ask anything in prayer. Now, not to imply that anything we ask for will be granted, but anything in the sense that we can and should pray about everything. God cares about our whole life, and nothing is too small or too big to pray about. As Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. James tells us, uh, We have not because we ask not. So ask. And then next, we see that God would have us ask according to his will. Of course, there are, there are several conditions we must meet in prayer, one of which is to pray in God's will. Let's take a moment to understand a few of the other conditions for prayer. First, we must have a heart that doesn't condemn us. We had that in chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. In other words, unconfessed sin is a serious obstacle to answered prayer. And you can look at uh, Psalm 66, verse 18, to see what the psalmist says. 
And unless a Christian is abiding in Christ in love and in obedience, his prayers will not be answered. Jesus told us that in John 15, 7. Also consider what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 10, when he was teaching them how to pray. He said to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Consider what this means. Before we bring any petition before God's throne, before our prayers can be effective, we must submit to God's will for our life. It's a heart of submission we're talking about here. John 9 verse 31 tells us that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone fears God and does his will, then God hears. In the Lord's Prayer, petition, you know, our asking comes on the heels of submission. The order cannot be reversed. After all, how can we expect God to grant us our desires when we refuse to submit to his will? Submission to the will of God is the key to the storehouse of answered prayer that God has available for us. When we ask according to God's will, when we pray the promises of God, and when we pray according to God's word, we have this confidence. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. All Christians can have a powerful prayer life. But here's the problem that applies to these verses. To know the will of God. To be able to pray the promises. Uh, you must know and understand the word of God. The two cannot be separated, for through his word we're sure of his will. Jesus puts it very succinctly. He says this, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. John 15, 7. Prayer should be so much more than casting wishes to heaven. It's rooted in understanding God's will and promises according to his word and praying those promises into action. For each prayer request, we should mentally or, or vocally ask, what possible reason do I have to think that God will answer this prayer. We should be able to answer that question from his word. It is true, however, that there are times when we can only pray, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done, because we simply do not know God's will in a matter. We don't know some scripture that applies to the burden in our heart. But most of the time, we can determine God's will by reading the word, listening to the spirit, again, Romans 8, and discerning the circumstances around us. Our very faith to ask God for something is often proof that he wants to give us the request. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Some may ask, if something is God's will, why doesn't he just do it? Apart from our prayers. Why would he wait to accomplish his will until we pray? Well, because God has appointed us to work with him. Actually, he's given us the privilege to work with him. As it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, As workers together with him. God wants us to work with him 
And that means bringing our will and agenda into alignment with his. He wants us to care about the things he cares about. He wants us to care about them enough to pray passionately about them. Prayer is really the thermometer of the spiritual life. God has ordained that we maintain a close walk with him if we expect him to meet our needs. This prayer, that is, is part of fellowship with God. And just a little side note here, ladies. This this came second for me. The importance of the word of God in my life, I caught on to that right away. But it took probably 10 years of walking with him where my prayer life, I considered it as important as being in the Word of God. So um, if that helps anyone out there, uh, I hope it does. But getting back to verse 15, notice that John does not write, we shall have the requests, but we know that we have the requests. The verb is the present tense. It means continually know. We may not see the answer to prayer immediately, but we have an inner confidence that God has answered. The confidence or faith, again, is the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It is God witnessing to us that he has heard and he will answer. Christians should be prayers. Warren Worsby in his commentary says, We pray because God has commanded us to pray. And because prayer is the God-appointed means for a believer to receive what God wants to give us. Prayer keeps a Christian in the will of God, and living in the will of God keeps a Christian in the place of blessing and service. We're not beggars. We're children coming to a wealthy father who loves to give his children what they need. In closing, the most important thing about prayer is the will of God. We must take time to ascertain what God's will is in a matter, especially searching in the Bible for promises or principles that apply to our situation. We must learn to pray scripture, but that means being in the word as a way of life so we can hide it in our hearts. Here's the key truth for today. Once we know the will of God, we can pray with confidence and then wait for him to reveal the answer. Well, until next time, Stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.